All right, we are rolling numbers on the Cleveland Moto Podcast, number 114. Uh, Ish. Big, oh, yeah, well, I mean, 114 of the ones we're counting. You had some freebies along the way. So, you know, last week when we were in here, we are talking about, hey, it's 55 degrees, we're all going to ride motorcycles, it's awesome. Fuck I did. Yeah, well, we rode motorcycles the next day, that was cool, we had a good time on the 55 degree day that we had, but we've got snowed, we got fucked over. Uh, it's officially back to being Cleveland again. Today it did warm up to 40-something and melted some of the snow. Yeah, but... we got fucked over. It's it. enough to... <laughs> we got well, it's, snowed It's actually over. raining, too, and washing that salt away. In the podcast today, we got Dustin Elliott. Yes! Myself and Johnny Chrome. Hello, hello. Johnny McElfresh. Hey, hey. Not sounding awesome, Johnny McElfresh. <clears throat> Turns out, couldn't keep his pizza down before the podcast. Uh... <laughs> We're thinking he might have... <laughs> E. coli or something. Oh, <laughs> and then Steve Hoffer. Hi, all. We have no Chris Smith today because Chris Smith has been laid low by some sort of uh, intestinal meningitis as well. Yep. Oh, really? So he's either puking or oh. purging through his butthole. Or or I, 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 when he called me, I did not ask for details. Right. I, don't I didn't want... ask which end it was coming out. I just said, I hear you, bro. I dropped off two motorcycles in your garage today, by the way. I saw that. Okay, good. So there's a CB1 in there and there's a 750 Shadow in there. Boom. I was, I was gonna bring Dustin's uh, uh, pre-banded eleven hundred over here. I get a pre-banded eleven hundred. Well, yeah, that's what you said you wanted. All right then. It's a it's the GSFXFRR6X eleven hundred or whatever it is. Yeah, shaft drive, four cylinder, dual overhead. Uh, does it come with shaft wipes? No, <laughs> you'll have to provide your own shaft wipes. Damn uh, but I dug away. that dug that out of the garage today too. I would have brought it over if it wouldn't have been so fucking raining. So I just jumped on the scooter and rode over here. You're lucky I just cleaned my garage out. You could actually. It was so much room in there. I couldn't believe how much space was in your garage. Move more stuff. I was like, Peg can park her car in there. Until you put those two Until bikes, put those two bikes <laughs> in there. <laughs> Ruined that plan. Yeah. That See, I have cool. to deal with my wife that in the winter months. There has to be enough room in the garage for her car to fit in. Here. Well, sure it does. So, yeah, it makes perfect sense. Except for podcast night. Right. Yeah. She yeah. knows She knows that. You know. Ding. Round three. That's the sound of somebody going out to piss. I will be going inside from now on. Well, this. I mean, so that's your argon tank? That's your ex-argon uh, yeah, tank? Yeah, because the back door keeps blowing open. Okay, it's so you put the argon tank yeah, there? Yeah, put the argon tank. 41 degrees outside. Yeah. It's raining. It's raining. <laughs> put your dicks up. So I'm going to ride What's my scooter. Well, no, well... <laughs> It might not be the thermometer. When a single drop hits right there when you're pissing, yep. the tip gets red. <laughs> cold, man. So like, ding. <laughs> oh man. The uh, so what I want to talk about in the podcast because, um, and we do want to apologize for people who listened last week. Uh, the old timey voices that we were doing. <laughs> It'd be one thing if the old timey. What do they call that? Stertone or stertone? Stur- <laughs> There was a name for it, but they called it Middle Atlantic yeah, Accent. Middle Atlantic Accent. Because it was the middle of the Atlantic between England and New York. And so they said it was not English and it was not American. I laughed about that yeah, all I, week. I found a nice link. Oh, well, you won't laugh about it if you listen to the fucking podcast. Because the first time we go through it, you're like, oh, that's clever. That's funny. That's amusing. And then it keeps coming back. It's just like, it's just like bad, bad curry. It's just kind of like it comes back around. And then it goes away for 20 minutes, and then it comes back around again. <laughs> we need to and do the, the the anal game in that. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I see it's an anal focus. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. 
<laughs> they said it was an anal intruder, and I got excited. <laughs> Who would have known the anal Mustang would be so popular? <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to make oh, sure. Oh, God, let's not start again. <laughs> we're going to make sure that we don't do that anymore. Okay? We're going to stop Meanwhile, doing that. Meanwhile, John's trying not to laugh because he doesn't want to vomit all over He doesn't want to puke on the chair, right? <laughs> the, uh, yeah. <laughs> Settle. Yeah, if you got to go, there's a can right there. The, uh, so we do have the motorcycle show coming up, and that's our next big thing for us. And uh, we're going to do a podcast from the motorcycle show. Is that going to be next week or the week after? I can't. Well, week after. Week after, okay. 29? But it's a yeah. boat show this weekend. Yeah, so I was doing show notes. The boat show? Yeah, it is. It's a boat show. <laughs> yes. Yeah, boat it's show. horrible, too. Really? It's, every year it gets worse. Well, I mean. We're going to have like one like one dinghy there next year, I think. So. I did notice that. the gun the, show going on over here. the gun show. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> Johnny Melkofresh has already excused himself. He's already excused. Just, hey, guys. Johnny Melkofresh has already excused himself from the podcast. This is not a good sign. We're like four minutes in, and he's already excused himself. Ooh, he left so, the door open, too. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. It sounds terrible. I don't want any part of that. The... Uh, so I was looking at, I was trying to do the show notes and I wanted to get some pictures from previous podcasts and our previous, <laughs> Jesus Christ. And that was not Johnny Meckelford. Real far. Cry of a lonely oh turd. God. The, uh, the pictures I wanted to put up for promoting. The tacos you ate earlier. Yeah. Promoting the motorcycle show. And I was looking through all the photos and I was like, oh, you know what I loved about the motorcycle show? Seeing, seeing the new bikes, seeing all the people there. What I hated about the motorcycle show was seeing these fucking ridiculous custom builds that are just, you know, I like to say there's art and then there's just like a parade of bad ideas loosely put together and called a motorcycle. That's kind of the custom yeah. motorcycle scene. It really is. Uh, you, you described it with a parade of bad ideas. It is. It's just like, you know, what can we do to make this thing less usable as a motorcycle? Great, let's run with it. You know, hey, I see this guy over there's got a 30 inch wheel. I'm gonna have a 32 inch wheel. Hey, I see this guy over here's got diamond encrusted spokes. I'm gonna have platinum and diamond encrusted spokes. And not to change the name of the motorcycle show to the Motorama. It is. It yeah. does turn into Motorama. It, it is. It's like that crazy George Barris overly done, you know, spare no expense, but let's also make it completely impractical. There's the door, you know. Close the door. If they were putting as much time and energy into making something <laughs> nice, yeah, burn it off. He's gonna. <coughs> Steve just Steve just closed the door behind Johnny Macofresh, but he didn't want to get the virus, so he closed it with his shirt sleeve and then proceeded to feed his shirt sleeve into the fire of the furnace to sanitize it further. Uh, and I work at a shit plant too. So. That's right. And that's something. Dude, For, you should be immune. <laughs> To like yeah. anything asp related, yeah, you really, yeah, you've got to be. I mean, you have to have built up a resistance. I'm, yeah, I'm, pr- I'm pretty good, not gonna lose. And you do stay pretty healthy, so that's a good example of being around it. So you can, you can just take anything ass related. Yeah, <laughs> what you got here? You got a big pile of poop. <laughs> you do really well in prison, pal. I'll tell you. The, uh, but I think it must be the thing that some, at some point we lost the path because. I know that originally motorcycle builders, like people who were building their own motorcycles, they were building them to make them better. And then the 70s happened. And it's like the drugs laid in heavy, and that's when the chopper thing hit. And ever since the chopper thing hit... Is that the fault? What's that? The drugs? It's got to be. How else do you explain it? 
How else do you right. explain? So the thing is, instead of building the motor to build it better, build right. it faster, yeah. build it you know more functional, right. now it's bedazzling it. It is. You're bedazzling the whole goddamn motorcycle. You're just welding and gluing and glittering shit onto the bike <clears throat> to make it sparkly. When did... For, it, it was always form follows function. But I, and now it's in reverse. But I argue that it was the chopper craze that launched that. Like, the chopper craze of the late 60s... When that stuff started, I mean, the first guy to roll out with, I think prior to that, people were modifying motorcycles to make them more purpose appropriate. You know, make the bike lighter, make the bike do this better, make the bike yeah, do the that first, better. When I first started making choppers, yeah. it was chopping, it was taking stuff taking off. Taking shit off. Because hey. with, well, it was to kind of make it more with like a race X bike. amount of power, mm. you can go yeah. faster with the same amount of power. X reduce plus zero. Reduce the weight. If you, yeah, if you take yeah. the mass. Chop it so, yeah, to reduce the weight. That's where the term chopping came out. But then yeah. chopping at some point turned into, <clears throat> it wasn't just chopping anymore. It was chopping. And then it was raking. And then it was stretching. Yeah, so what was raking? What does well, raking do for you? Not a goddamn thing. Nothing. Stretch. Stretch. Could serve a purpose. And if you're going distance, a stretch gives you a better ride. Hey, okay. The bike doesn't sure. handle as well, but a stretch right. would give you a better ride. Yeah, a longer I wheelbase think, yeah. makes sense. But having your front wheel yeah, four or five, six. on the launch. Yeah. You know? Well, we first started doing extended forks with no rake. Right. You know, a, a proper early 60s chop was like six over forks. Right. And you ended up with just, you couldn't put your feet on the ground anymore. Well... Yeah, that's... <laughs> I mean, I've ridden a few of them, and I've ridden a few of these bikes that were dug out of garages, and they are dug out of barns that were a proper 60s chopper, and it was just extended originally you're, originally, you're just trying to get some extra clearance underneath the engine. <clears throat> okay. Because if you remember the way the pipes were, that front pipe was actually... It came down and smashed down and passed between the frame and the bottom of the engine. Yeah. Right? Yeah, the, on your V-Twins. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, on the Harleys. And so guys were taking and making drag tubes. They were coming out the front of the bike, dropping down, and going outside the frame rail. Okay. If you do that on a stock bike, right. you don't make right turns. You can't make right turns anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so. So then you raise the front four of the, inch or six inch. You raise the neck up. Would get you clearance under your pipes. Wow, boy, that seems like the um, the absolute worst solution to a problem. Well, you know, unknowingly, corner, most people. You know, so let's make like we're having trouble cornering. So let's make the front neck of the motorcycle higher. Mm-hmm. You know? Right, buddy. I think do that again. You look horrible. Oh man. Yeah. I've never seen you looking so rough, and I've seen you on a lot of cold, desperate mornings. Does <laughs> <laughs> anybody want some beers? Or should I take these with me? Or should I just leave you them take them with you? If take you them want. with you if you want. Yeah, yeah take them with you. Yeah. We're pretty well supplied over here. Yeah. <laughs> I tried, sorry. Yeah. Oh man. What hey, are you doing? You like, know what? You tried, Chris Smith. He did. Were you juggling plague cats or something on the way over here? I mean, like, how bad does it get? Like, I don't understand either. It was just was, a pizza. I was fine. I was good. I was doing it. And it all hit you. Ate the pizza. I went home. I was like, oh, I'll lay down a little bit, take a little nap. And I was like, oh, yeah. My stomach feels messed up. Well, I'll drink a little baking soda and water. Then on the way out here, the one time I was like, <laughs> something laid you low, man. Oh my god! And then I got here. By the time I got here, I thought, oh, I'm cool. But I got out of the chair and I'm like, well, you got to get. I mean, you got some bacteria in you, and it's gonna, it's gonna, until you start producing at both ends, you're not gonna get it out of you. That's what I. Yeah. Yeah. As your doctor, I prescribe you that you drink that 12 pack when you get home and you purge the demon out of you. Purge the demon out of you. I'm going home and putting my jammies on. Oh, that's a good idea. And you're going to try like hell not to shit the bed. 
We're not going to do it as a round? No, we're not going to do it as a round. (laughs) (laughs) Nope, start over again. I don't. (laughs) Okay. We'll see you, John. Feel better, buddy. Yeah, good luck. uh, All right, if I shit the bed tomorrow, it's your fault. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Yeah, so. More bourbon. So, kind of like that (laughs) continuous. The continuous modifications of likes to the point where you've just destroyed them. You know, you've modified something. And it's kind of like when people breed animals until they breed an animal until it's just broken. Until they break their, uh, you know, the the genes just. Yeah, the genes can't handle it anymore. And you come up with some fucking, like a pug. (laughs) 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 You come up with German shepherds that die after five years because their hips are. Yeah, you know, it's just, it's like this thing where. No, it's a proven thing that uh, purebred breeds are. Uh, fragile, faulty. yeah, fragile. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're And well, look at look at the uh, English monarchy. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! Sigmund and Brie. There you go. <laughs> and French, yeah. for that matter, <laughs> you know. Yeah, the uh, an appellation. Oh. So I really do. I I really do see their descendants. I'm ready to start seeing motorcycles again that are built for enhanced function. I'm ready to see a custom bike that is built to make it better in some way. Uh, as opposed to just making it worse and worse and worse and worse. And when I build bikes for myself, I will make them lighter. I'll make them better. I'll improve the suspension. I'll pr- improve the performance. But I'm really not into the idea of making the bike worse. And what's funny is I get to spend a lot of time riding that CB400F, and it's got that MGO Viper fairing on the front. the guy who bought I a bought brakeless, a, yes, we know, fucking we know. brakeless chopper. <laughs> and I, I understand. I didn't build it. Right. But, the, but right. there are those right. bikes right. at that show that actually are the way they should be. Like uh, yeah. last year, they had that BMW in the yes. cu- in the custom, in all those customs, they had a bunch of like ridiculous customs that right. were totally unfunctional. Right. But that one BMW, he the blue one, yeah, that that took it to the minimalist. And that is, minimal- and that's Jesse Bassett, and we love Jesse. Right. Jesse's mm-hmm. from Gasbox, mm-hmm. and Jesse builds beautiful bikes. He really does. He builds gorgeous bikes, and they work. So the art form is not dead, right? Exactly, but they're like he's in the minority. He's in the distinct minority. The vast, and you know, in that biker build-off competition, the vast majority of the bikes that were there were ludicrous. You know, they're just silly, absurd. Yeah, and it's just silly. And they're they're theme bikes. They're novelty bikes, and they're parade floats. And at some point, these guys are putting (laughs) all this energy, this time, this money, 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 and. You know, they're not really building it to, like, make it do things better. They're making it to be more extravagant. And that's where I lose the plot completely. Well, part of that is the, just, the, I mean, media. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at, you have the uh, the West Coast Choppers. Right. You've got the the Paul Tuttles and all yeah. that. The weight of the, the media. Those fucking assholes of the world. Right. The more and, and people shine. think that that's what they need to fucking build. Yeah, and, but those and are the no, strongest. No, you don't. But those people are showing the very strong sheep DNA of just following what they see, you know? Yeah. And that lemming or sheep-like mentality ends up creating more and more obscene and ludicrous and silly, just silly, hilariously dopey <laughs> motorcycles. Well, they're trying to chase the rabbit. Well, you know, and you like, know, George oh. George Barris was doing that too <clears throat> with cars in the late 60s and the 70s, building things that were just more flamboyantly extravagant and silly, you know? They were just gaudy. They were ridiculous. And our automotive industry in America did that with the 59 Cadillac with the giant fucking fins and the Plymouth Fury, you know, and the Impala. These things had 
aerodynamic treatments that were actually deadly at high speeds. You know, they were so beautiful. They're not beautiful. <laughs> I don't think they're beautiful. I love You do? You love them? Candy? Oh, man, I don't. Or like an Imperial? I've always looked at those cars <clears throat> and just thought, wow, that is an example of us focusing, our automotive industry focused on everything wrong. See, I, I think in... I think in some respects you're right, yeah. but I think that what it was was the focus on airplanes and yeah. that the whole industry, like, <clears throat> I think it started with a 53 Lincoln Capri, sure. where they were really into airplanes. It actually and they, started in the rocket era. In the rocket? Yeah, the rocket era. Yeah, exactly. The rocket era, yeah. when everything was like aerodynamics for rockets. Right. Yeah. Is is all of a sudden like cars develop giant fins? Like they used to be nice and bulbous and round, yeah. right and round. Yeah, I mean they were. Know, round. And then all of a sudden we we graduate, you know, World War Two, right? And we get into the rocket era, and, and cars have at, these giant crazy fins. Well, if you look at cars like the Chrysler Airflow, you know that's 1937. In 1937, I mean, it, didn't sell, but it was a good. It, it was aerodynamically sound. aerodynamically sound. It was. It got remarkably good fuel economy for its era. It had plenty of space inside. <laughs> and that's before they had wind tunnels. Well, they did have wind tunnels. No, they did. They did. Cause in the 30s? Yeah, in the 30s. Absolutely. Really? Moto Guzzi yeah. had a wind tunnel in All the 30s. Right. So the uh, people were, people were aware. <laughs> people were aware of aerodynamics. People were aware of aviation builds. I mean, look at the, the DC-3. You know, there were some beautiful lines. And the Art Deco stuff that was happening was designed to make airplanes get through the air efficiently. You know? And that was translating into the automotive world and certainly into the uh, motorcycle world a little bit. And steam trains. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> so, you know. Being that my dad's a big steam train guy. Yeah, but you know everything all about, about steam trains. Right. You know all about the idea of making something <clears throat> aerodynamic yeah. to make it go further or faster. So, that's very, I mean, uh, that's very egalitarian. And you can say, we're going to go ahead and make this thing so it can cut through the air better, it can go further on less fuel or faster. Which are all positive attributes, and so then we just started too far. Just yeah. like they're going now with these bikes, they're going too far. They're going too far, man. They're going way beyond the point of being remotely functional. In fact, I've ridden a lot of the choppers. You know, every chopper I've ridden has been an exercise in. I guess maybe it, maybe it's this. Maybe it's attempted handling. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, it's it's like let's take something that handled. And let's mutate it to the point where it's just getting to be barely fucking rideable. So it's a sign of bravado if you can ride the thing. So if you can ride, we're like, we're impairing our ability to operate the vehicle to the point where it can become a one owner thing. We're like, a person has developed the skill set required to operate this mutant. And it would be like mm. where we're saying in the world of horsemanship or in the world of cowboys and stuff. Like we're married like, to a motorcycle. Yeah. Oh, how about this? One person can deal with that mutant, and that's right. Let's take a yeah. Let's take a. <laughs> that's my CB three fifty right there. Right. Let's take a. I'm broken, the only person that can ride that bike. Nobody else can do. That. Well, and you know what? It come, maybe it comes from a cowboy culture where people are saying, "Okay, we're going to create a rodeo, and the rodeo is about taking an unbroken animal, taking a wild animal, and Stripping putting somebody spikes, right, right, yeah, right, yeah. doing something nasty to it to make it really misbehave." And if we can make this animal misbehave so wildly and then find a person that can hold on to it, we go, that guy's a hero because he can ride the unrideable. <clears throat> and maybe that, that idea of being able to ride the unrideable is such a badge of courage 
that people wanted to carry that through to their motorcycles. So look at this wild, and I think when I look back at a lot of the biker movies of the 60s and 70s, <clears throat> and I look back at a lot of the original custom-built motorcycles of that era, people were building bikes to be so ridiculous <clears throat> that they were virtually unrideable. And the people that could ride them were like, oh, you rock because you can ride that bike. Well, maybe, just for the sake of argument, how about if we didn't take you... <laughs> And say, let's take all of your energy into building a mutant motorcycle that's virtually unrideable and you conquering it. How about if we said, take that same amount of time that you're putting into riding the unrideable, building and riding the unrideable. And let's put that into, say, uh, oh, really being really, really good at riding. Because if you put the same amount of time into <coughs> learning and mastering the unrideable on a rideable motorcycle, you'd probably be a goddamn ace competitor. You'd probably be one of the best riders on a good, well-built, purpose-built motorcycle. So, I don't know. Maybe that's, maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what I'm missing. Is like the badge of courage is being able to ride that weird fucker. Well, well I also think that in the when they first started customizing motorcycles or yeah. doing all they did to it, they rode them. And now they're more... Uh, I mean, the, the cost, it's, it was actually not that expensive, to I think, to, to do what they did in the past. Right. And now... You're going. It's in the opposite direction. You're taking this this bike, and mm -hmm. you're you're this value added. It's not value added. It's just money added. To it's it. money added. Yeah. And you know, it's it's almost not rideable. And you're not going to ride. I mean, it's trailer hat most of the time. It's not. Yeah. You're not going to ride that bike any distance. That's true. I mean, I've seen a few guys ride ape hangers like for yeah. eight hours. But I mean, what's the point? It's not the best way to get the job done. No. Right. No, and, but that's not the norm. That's yeah. the that's the exception. And that didn't translate into other things. People aren't in their garages building planes that barely fly, so they can prove their bravado. You know, so they can prove their bravado about I'm such a man. Or I cars can... that barely drive. Well, there are there are those, and I'd say the George Barris Customs of the '70s. You know, and a lot of people built cars that barely drove. Uh, you know, and or were so purpose built that they were use, useless in many applications. But nobody's, and you know, no farmer's sitting at home going, I'm going to take my tractor and I'm going to make it so fucking exotic and weird that it barely does the job of a tractor and I can barely control it. But I, I'm the only one that can kind of sort of control it, you know? And well, put the brush hog on the back of my tractor and that's what you get. Right. <laughs> right. And you're going to work really hard to make it controllable. You're going to try all kinds of things to make that thing better usable. Instead of being like, let's mutate this tractor to the point where the tractor becomes completely useless. And, and you're the only person that could ever possibly yeah, operate. Ford's not taking uh, their tractors now and putting live PTOs on them. Yes. Exactly. Because that would make the tra tractor almost unusable. Almost I mean, unusable. In the 50s, right. they had live PTOs. Oh, absolutely. And your implement pushed you along. Yes, so it did. even when you yeah. put your foot on the clutch, didn't matter. your transmission was still turning and the right. wheels were still turning. Absolutely. So you're not going to do that on a tractor. And why would you do that on a bike? Yes, exactly. And like doing things like, you know, ideas that we moved past jockey shifters, foot clutches, um, you know, everybody jumped. Well, yeah, everybody, <laughs> hey man, every, nobody could get like, oh no, man, we're doing it right. We're kicking it old school. And what did we see? We saw all the foot clutches come back. We saw all the jockey shifters come back. You know what? I didn't see anybody rushing to put a fucking mechanical advance and retard up on that grip, you know? So wait a second. So, okay. So this part's okay. We're going to get the foot clutch back. We're going to get the jockey shifter back. 
So like pulling the bike up to a red light is an exercise in like, well, timing at best. Right? Why don't we just <laughs> randomize the keys on your keyboard? Right. <laughs> so every time you type, right. it's a different key. It's a totally different key. <laughs> oh, That's it. Dude, you're awesome. If you can make that keyboard work, I think you're the you're the man. Yeah, we're going to give you a special. That's the IT guys do. Right. Yeah. They just take the little plastic tabs off right. and they move That's around. how they show in the IT community. That must be how they show they're the best IT guy ever if they have a keyboard that only they can operate. I have all Zs. Right. <laughs> you know, it all, if you press one key, it types a Z. But if you press seven keys, it, press, it types the letter you want it to type. Yeah. I don't think... You know, plus control. Plus control, right. Or that stupid little Apple button. That's when yeah. the FN key really... Yeah. Really does really work. Right. You're building a little matrix, a little... Oh, yeah, on. the function key yeah. is magic. If you're having a macro to type the word yes, then you have a problem, you know? And I think that motorcycles are kind of that same camp at the show. And when you get to that show environment, that's when it gets exotic and weird and freaky and that's where I just, I look at that shit and I'm just like, I don't even, some people get into it and they look at the minutia and they look at like, oh, check out the way he rigged that. Check out the way he ran that oil line or check out the way he did there, did that. That's really kick-ass and cool. I don't think it's kick-ass and cool just because it's like, oh, congratulations, you made that out of your wife's entire Pandora jewelry collection. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now you've fucked up two things, you know? <clears throat> And it's like, how many things can you fuck up in the commission of building a motorcycle? I think a, a bike encased entirely in clear epoxy would be really good. Cool. <laughs> it's like a block of clear epoxy. Still running, though. And we would call it unfuckwithable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've enclosed the entire motorcycle in Lexan. <laughs> Cannot ride. You know what? But for a lot of people, the idea of a motorcycle where there's a big sticker on the side that says, no user serviceable parts inside... <laughs> Might not be a bad idea, you know. Um, do you remember when we were kids, there was this new wave alternative to erector sets that was called Capsella? And Capsella were these plastic spheres. And they were plastic yes. spheres totally that, remember that, that had gears yeah. inside of them. And each plastic sphere, and these spheres were the size of a tennis ball or a racquetball. And you would hook the plastic spheres together to move power from a motor drive unit to a propeller or to a wing, or whatever. And by putting together these plastic spheres in the correct configuration, your little child brain had to figure out the transmission of power from your power supply to your motor to these drive units that would put power out in different directions, right? And it was the most Rube Goldberg way of getting electricity to motive power to transmission to an effect, right? And I remember my friend, I couldn't have Rick Capsella because Capsella was some expensive ass shit. But my kid, my buddy who was rich and his parents were divorced, so they were fighting over his attention with money. His dad always got him the coolest fucking toys. And he had a Capsella set. You could buy more sets. It was like Lego. You just expand out further and further. I had, I had a similar situation. And we like, built... I, I couldn't own one, but I yeah. had one. And we built this thing that had these plastic floats so you could put it in the bathtub. And it had a transmission assembly and a propeller on the back. And we put this thing in the bathtub, and it sure as hell, the propeller went in the water like an outboard motor. And it just went, and it moved along real slow. But the idea was it taught your brain how transmissions work. And it taught your brain the way gear reductions work. And it was really clever and smart for kids to figure out engineering. 
Super smart stuff. And if you want to make your kids super smart, look up Capsella and buy some of that shit. I'm sure it's expensive a lot right now. And it's like when Lego came out with those Lego Technic sets, you know, <clears throat> that would show you the way a V8 motor worked and all that fun stuff. So I'm older. We had the Erector set. We had Erector sets. Right. Well, I, I had a Reese kit. Yeah, yeah Reese. Right. Yeah. Reese exactly. kit. Right. Yeah. yeah. You remember that? You could build the, the Reese well, kits. Oh, yeah. 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 And Heath kits. Heath kits and Reese kits, yeah. And these were ways to teach people engineering and teach people manufacturing and electronics and, you know, great stuff. And now it's just turned into, oh, well, I'm going to have somebody machine for me a bar end mirror that looks like 10,000 little skulls, you know? Well, fuck, man. That's... No, it's more like I'm going to have some guy in China. Right, exactly. <laughs> or I'm, for me. I'm going to go on Amazon or well, eBay. Shoot it out of uh, chrome plastic. Right. And I'm going to buy something that has, you know, this <clears throat> this sort of extravagant. Yes. Skeleton hands. hands Skeleton hands holding the mirrors. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I think that's where we are. I think we've lost the target, the target moving. And we've gone from let's make it more awesome or let's make it better into let's make it more outlandish. And it's getting pretty goddamn outlandish. I mean, it's <laughs> fucking outlandish. I always like the utilitarian things. Of course. And so yeah. right now when you look at cars, like the progression of just cars and bikes and, and mm-hmm. even the new bikes <laughs> to the old bikes, the old bikes were pretty much utilitarian. Yes. The old cars were utilitarian. Right. And then now everything is like, why do you need a TV set in your car? Right. Just or like the story, you're you're a PlayStation, but yeah, like right. John, apparently to watch porn on, yeah, which is what you got to see <laughs> on the way to yeah. here. So that's a win. For yeah, you. I should, yeah, should, win for should you. I tell yeah. that to tell him? Yeah, yeah. I'm, on, I'm on a I'm on an interstate highway. Right, a six you know three lanes each direction interstate highway. I'm in the slow lane, raining out, driving about sixty five miles an hour. Yeah, cars next to me. I look over. It's a little Mini Cooper. And as the guy passes, I realize he's either got a flip-up uh, radio with a with a display screen or his handheld device, whatever, propped up, and he's watching porn. Yeah. From the driver's seat. <laughs> From the driver's seat yeah. while driving down the road at <clears throat> some right. speed above 65 because right. I have my cruise set. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, wow. Have you yeah. ever knocked him out while driving? <laughs> I have too, but I didn't need a, a screen I, to get the job done. Is that a stick shift? Right. Right. Spank bag, yeah. I just, I w- That's I w- exactly it. My first thought was, I wish I had my motorcycles. I'd ride along beside him and just simulate beating off right. on the side of his car. Right. I mean, yeah, and that's just, I mean, that's the point where, you know, just because all the cool technology in the world exists doesn't mean you necessarily have to incorporate it into, every, incorporate it into everything you have. I miss vent windows. Yeah, butterfly. I love, yeah. I love those things. Who yeah. knows where the guy was going, though? Yep. Maybe he was going like for a date with a chick, and he wanted to get like a pre... Once again? Yeah. Well, yeah I mean, and Fine in any other application, but while driving, just seems like rain, too much well, technology. You can't see any right. line on the road, yeah. right? Right. Hey, and know. ultimately, when that, Priorities. When yeah, that guy true. later on... <laughs> when that guy hits you later on, right? <laughs> you know, that guy will inevitably, invariably cause an accident. Either in front of him or behind him, okay? But that guy, at some point, is going to cause an accident which will impact somebody's life. And that other person's life can then say, on some level, that technology that made pornography, video pornography available to the driver of the vehicle that hit him, is what put this guy in a wheelchair. (laughs) 
And that's like the worst reason ever to be in a wheelchair. Because some guy couldn't wait long enough to get home and rub one out. That he had to like watch porn in the car <laughs> on his way to wherever the hell he was going on a, on a Friday night in the ring. <clears throat> and it's just like... And that's why I... You know, with the Gold Wings with that, that have the full entertainment centers. And the Rushmore... You know, the Harley-Davidson Rushmore thing where you've got the entire internet and you've got the entire full audio video suite on a motorcycle, it really starts to say just because you can doesn't mean you should. And just because the technology exists, you know, Macy Gray song, I bet you got a TV built in your jet ski. It's like, (laughs) it's just like a silly dopey thing. And, you know, you see it, you go to custom bike shows and you see fold down screens and motorcycles now. You know, people have taken this side by side and they're loading side by sides up with four screens, you know. It's silly. I mean, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. And I guess I say, I I would say take all that energy and come up with an extra 20 horsepower. Come up with better traction. <laughs> come up with better handling, you know. Or like you said, uh, take a course and come up with better riding. Come skills. up with better riding and be a good start. <laughs> yeah. Be a better rider would be a great place. Yeah. If I see a guy that's got two thousand hours into his fucking bedazzled fifty thousand dollar piece of ass jewelry, I'm probably thinking he's not a great rider. Because he hasn't had any time to work on it. Oh yeah, yeah. Let me let's just run through some twisties with you on that ridiculous thing you've got. Because no, and he'll just tell you, no, that's not what I built it for. That's not what I built it for. Because it won't fit around that corner. Or whatever, you know. It won't fit around the corner. It won't go over that bump. It won't go over that curb. It can't pull in your driveway. I can't load it in the back of a truck. You know, there's a lot of things it can't do. Oh, you're back? My car's fucking up. No way, the Jeep. You all right? What the hell? Uh, I did this a couple years ago in weather like this when it's like really... Really wet. Dewy and wet. Yeah. The, the coil packs. Really? So you want to spray some WD-40 on them? Want to take a break? Dry them out? I'm taking a break. I figured I just ran it. Maybe it's warmed up. Yeah. I'll let it sit. Let it sit for a while. It wouldn't do that before. But if I put it in my garage with the heat on. Then of course it'll dry yeah, out. It yeah. I mean, you want to take a, a podcast break. Yeah. And you know, the, the solution is probably, you know, just take a ton of isopropyl alcohol. Dump it under the hood. And this way, when it's and this way, when it's on fire, you won't see the flames. You won't see your investment burning up. Oh man! I used oh. to have a I used to have a, a car uh, when you started it up. Yeah. It was moist like this. Yeah. It looked like a lightning show under the hood. <laughs> you see the sparks hitting. It was going else, everywhere. So. Well, yeah. the coil over plugs, like it has a, yeah. a rail, a coil rail. Right. You know, so the, there's no like even wire. There's no wire. Little right. boots that go on each plug. Yeah, now. coil packs. It's a six cylinder. Yeah, yeah. You and, said moist. And it's yeah, a so, no, it's a V six, right? Straight six. Oh, it's a straight six. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It's Four a Dodge uh, Jeep. Four liter. Yeah, Chrysler. yeah. Okay, got it. So that's your problem. Is you got your your life has become too moist. Yeah, <laughs> in many ways. Well, it has. I mean, think about it. This fucking. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> My yeah. voice most hated word. She moist, hates the word moist. moist. Oh, moist. I don't know what it is about ladies, but ladies can't stand the word moist. moist. If you say it twice more, we're going to lose 20 listeners. The, uh, well, women don't listen to this podcast, so it's probably okay. The, uh, right. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> moist. Sandy. And, and panties. Yeah. Should we uh, take a break and... Sort of seaward on the no. end of there and you lost no. everybody. Is it running? No. No. Oh. Shut it up. Well, it's, it'll run. Yeah, but it's running on like three, four, five. Yeah, I yeah. Could probably, if anything, I'll just go down Lake Road. Man, and eventually it'll come back. No. No. 
I drove all the way to work one time. It was really? Like that. And it just bucked the whole way. It bucked the whole way, but then I went to work and parked it in the parking garage and fired it up and it was fine. Yeah. So it's it's definitely a moisture issue. Hmm. Sure. Yeah. Is that God, I live right now? No, I should have You got to sell that truck to somebody in the desert. Yeah. <laughs> That's an Arizona car right there. <laughs> the, <laughs> I think somebody in Utah needs your vehicle. So yeah. Yeah. I, but I, I think that... Uh, Kind of, we were going back to the podcast um, that we we're just talking about that the motorcycle show, the motorcycle show, the nonsense of it, and I think that so this year I'm going to make my quest for the motorcycle show to be to identify the motorcycle that one motorcycle that embodies the ultimate psychosis of extravagance to the point of being completely inoperable, and that's the point. That's the bike. That's the bike I'm going to point at. The bike I'm going to pick out. It'll be the bikes and the the bike off. Thing yeah, the thing. bike off. Yeah. The, back, the back. bike off. Yeah, the bike off. Whatever the fuck they call the it. Great American bike builder build off. Yeah. The uh, the pictures look even ridiculous. Yes, and that's what I was doing. It'll I was looking. I was looking at the pictures from this year in previous in previous hey. shows and uh, looking at the, the pictures from last year and stuff. And it's just ridiculous. And that's guys that are taking a $4,000, 10, 15, 20-year-old gold wing and putting 20 pounds of engraved gold plating on it. You, know? <laughs> you have one of those in the shop right now. Do we? Oh, is there one of those in there? Oh, boy. Oh, yeah, boy. Is that a 77, 1,000? 76. Oh, is it? It's got gold plated uh, intake rudder. It's got gold plated man. I, did it feel off? Got, it's no, got I, I gave him some to replace. Four it. antennas off the travel trunk. Oh god! The, the tops are lighted, and oh, then right. the little the chrome, right. the little chrome nut that holds the, the yeah. red light, the lighted um, the jewel. Top. Yeah. No, the nut is jewel. Yeah. On each flat, it yeah. has a jewel, it different has, yeah. color jewel on each. Right. Yeah. That those were available in J C Whitney when I was a kid oh, growing up. Oh my god! So J C Whitney, what you guys don't know is like people who are too oh, young won't know that there was Harbor Freight. Like, Harbor Freight is a real thing that we can go to now and purchase poorly made Chinese shit. But J.C. Whitney not only did car parts, but J.C. Whitney had catalogs for everything. Oh, yeah. So they had a Volkswagen catalog, an air-cooled VW catalog, catalog. They had an ATV catalog, they had a motorcycle catalog. But none of it was done with photographs. It was all done with Draw drawings. Right. And they were drawings of things. And I still remember the hood mount. So they had a hood mount for a car... Of a swan, but they had a hood mount of what could only be described as a black fella who was like thumbing his nose and he had like like nappy hair. He had like really nappy hair and his eyes lit up. His eyes were jewels and lit up and so it was 12 volt powered. And I remember as a kid looking through the J.C. Whitney car catalog and seeing this hood mount. Just describe Al Sharpton when he gets pissed off. No, I'm telling you, it wasn't like, it wasn't. It was the most stereotypical, like, bad, southern, awful thing. Like those guys that they had, the lantern holders at the end of the driveway. Way worse than a driveway jockey, because a driveway jockey looks like a guy with a job, right? (laughs) This is not a guy with a job. This is not a guy who's just waiting for the horse to come in. This is a, I don't know, there's no better way to describe it. It's a very picking, it's like a picking looking kind of thing. And it's a very super mega duper racist. And like all of the guy's features are way too exaggerated. And then he's thumbing his nose, like, like thumbing his nose at the car in front of you, I guess. 
But then somebody went like, that's not enough. That's not offensive enough. Let's make his eyes light up. And then you could pick the color for the jewels in the eyes. And I remember this when I was a kid looking through this, these catalogs because my dad would get all the J.C. Whitney catalogs. Once you ordered like a thing, you could order one thing out of the J.C. Whitney catalog and you would get for life for life every 30 days. There are 90 individual pieces of paper stuffed yeah. in the catalogs for right. all this crap. For all this crap. And then yeah. no matter what you order, never fit just right. No, it was all Nothing garbage. ever fit right. It was right. all imported shit. And they must pay, how much do they pay Google Yeah. for every time you you look for a specific part yeah. on Google? Yeah. J.C. Whitney's like the first thing that comes up. Like, we have that part. Like, it could be like a 1968. Of course. Yeah, and you're like, BMW bullshit. You do not like have that part. Mission coil. Oh, yeah, we have it. But well, then, they have it because J.C. Whitney in the 60s and 70s were these probably insane warehouses with Asian suppliers for the first time. And they were capitalizing on Asian cheap labor. They were building, I know that you could order, you could build an entire Volkswagen. You could build an entire Volkswagen out of the J.C. Whitney catalog. No doubt about it. Oh, yeah. And I bought so many accessories for my VW Beetles and stuff out of J.C. Whitney because you'd be so attracted by the price. And I mean, that was back when I was a kid. I had to mail them a check. You had an order sheet. You filled the order sheet out. You mailed a check in an envelope, sent it to J.C. Whitney. Your part would come already broken. It wouldn't fit. And it would come with three or four extra catalogs in the box. And then you'd be like, I used to stuff it. Dude, and and you'd be like, I didn't even know they did an RV catalog. (laughs) Shit. So the next time you'd order something, there would be a checkbox on there. It was like, I would also be interested in these other catalogs. And there'd be like 20 catalogs you could choose from. And they're like, oh, the outdoors catalog? Why not? Sure. (laughs) And it's all just basically saying, I would like to see more crudely drawn representations of products that you sell. It's like the Campmore catalog. I don't know what a Campmore catalog is. You ever saw a Campmore catalog? No. It's the same kind of thing. It's on that same kind of paper. You know, it's yeah. really like... It's newspaper material. But newspaper they draw paper. everything. Yeah. Everything's hand-drawn. Like yeah. your hat. They show a hand-drawn Well, they do like the like, J. Like, Peterman whatever. catalog and stuff had the yeah. hand-drawn versions of stuff. And Cabela's... <laughs> well, Cabela's used to do Jay that, Crook. too. No, J. Peterman. Peter, yeah. It's not a joke. That's a real catalog. Really? From Seinfeld. That was well, a real I know company. it's from Seinfeld. Yeah. I didn't know it was a real company. That was a real wow. company. Yeah. Wow. Peterman's a real company? Yeah. Sweet. Well, I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. It was a real company. And they would do like the very romantic and very uh, extravagant uh, descriptions of like, this photojournalist vest has 46 pockets. So when you find yourself in the bush of, you know, the Sudan, you'll be able to have a good spot for your lenses and a special secure passport pocket. And they do these very flowery descriptions of what the products are. And, you know, there's been a lot of that stuff. Mail order was strong in this country for a long time. Now, J.C. Whitney was the bottom of the fucking barrel. I mean, you couldn't go any lower until Harbor Freight came along. And Harbor Freight's still doing it. The Harbor Freight catalog is just as fucked up as the J.C. Whitney's catalog was, except for Harbor Freight uses photographs, you know? And but Sometimes. Sometimes, yes. But the drawing thing was hilarious. It was always like the, the physically black and white drawn interpretation. So when you would order that thing that you thought was going to be like the answer to all your problems, I remember one time I ordered an, a plug-in 12-volt electric <clears throat> heater and defroster for my Volkswagen Beetle. Because when you had a Volkswagen Beetle, you fucking needed that. <laughs> Because it snowed in there. Right, because it snowed inside. inside. Dude, I had an ice scraper on a rope inside my car for the inside of the windshield. Flat windshield V-dub. And, like, that's a bad sign when you're scraping the ice off the inside of the windows. 
And I ordered this thing. I was so excited about it. And it showed up. And in the picture, everything about the artistic drawing would have made you think this thing was at least 14 inches wide, at least 6 inches deep, and would heat the inside of your car to the point where you didn't need a heater. It's like the size of a wall. It showed up. It was the size of a fucking pack of cigarettes. It was literally the size of a pack of cigarettes. The heating element inside was four pieces of wire. That were just implied resistance on themselves. It you basically probably said fourteen hundred watts. It was one point four watts. It was no. It was fourteen. It was, exactly. was fourteen hundred watts, all right. Because the heater coils, the elements were like eight gauge. You know, it was basically a load testing unit with a little tiny fan behind it. Yeah, and it lasted for one use. No, it, it would never last. It was the most garbage thing ever. And no matter what well, you, you use bought, it once and the plug melts in the plugs car. melts. And no matter what you bought from them, it had a cigarette lighter built into it. <laughs> so anything you bought, any car device or car product you bought from J.C. Whitney, if it had a plug on one end, it had a cigarette lighter on the other end. I bought all kinds of weird shit from them that was like, and it's got a built-in cigarette lighter. Because like lighting your smokes while driving is apparently the most important thing in the world to J.C. Whitney. And anything they give you... I bought a radio converter. Well, if you're going to fill in that outlet. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. And that they was want to give you a secondary outlet. Secondary outlet so you can plug your lighter into <laughs> and it. now it's a USB port. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> new for has a, right. This new cup holder comes with a USB port. I'm waiting for the uh, cigarette lighter that runs off a USB port. Because <laughs> they, they, they have them. Oh, they do? Oh, <laughs> oh fuck yeah. <laughs> the cigarette lighter that runs they off exist. a USB port. Oh, man. Yeah, that catalog drove me crazy. Like as a kid, well, that was gave a... me a lot of inspiration. <laughs> I had a nine Mercedes, and my 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 defroster fan didn't work. Yeah, so I got a bunch of computer cooling fans. Yes, and I put it across the the vent on the top. Oh, you did? And I plugged it into my cigarette lighter. Oh, nice, and then it would pull the air through and keep my window defrost. Oh yeah, probably quieter than the OEM. Oh, unit. I'm sure it was. It was deadly quiet. Man. Yeah. Yeah, everything I bought from J.C. Whitney, I bought a set of J-boxes for my Volkswagen, and I got the J-boxes, the heat exchangers, and they were like, oh, fits all 1,300 motors. I love that statement. Fits all 1,300 motors. Mm-hmm. And so then I would look down at where it said the 1,500 motor one, and it, it was the same part number. <laughs> and I'm like, you're fucking kidding me, man. <laughs> yeah, it fits because there's two one-inch adapter sleeves that come with it that you're supposed to install. Bullshit. And it was like, I opened the box and I was just like, the best thing I could do right now is just throw the box away. Because all I'm going to do under this car is break everything. Trying to put these fucking $69 J boxes on. When I could have bought real ones for $119, but I was broke. So well, you could know. burn the box and stay warm for a little burn. while. <laughs> just burn the box inside, inside the car. <laughs> I'm, I'm really like, a lot of that stuff that you see when, like you said, that bike is sitting there. I guarantee you, all that farkle that's on that motorcycle, that shit came from J.C. Whitney. There's nowhere else it could have came from. A bit of it had to have, yeah. Yeah. That's where that shit existed. They eventually had a catalog just for gold wings. Yep. Yeah. Which is psychotic, but, you know. It's got the leather with the gold studs. Wow. So it's a true period piece. Yeah. Gold runners, gold intake runners. But they, I mean, actually, they're not anymore. Oh, no. No. Oh, no. It's got old gold intake runners. It's got the the spark plug. Carry on. Just close the door. Spark plug wire covers. uh, Are the cam covers gold on that one? Dude, there's. What? Are the cam covers gold on that one? 
I know just they have the little eagles. They have little eagles. They're eagles there. everywhere. Just the bolts. Yeah. So oh, yeah, I'm going to be full putting smash birds. Yeah, I'm going to be putting some Vespas up on. These are like '70s Vespas, '80s Vespas. I'm going to be putting some up on eBay, kind of one at a time. And Far- these are these Far- bikes. plated. Yeah, these are the bikes that the Michigan Scooter Mafia guys had. And these are old guys. Oh, they are Farkle plated. Yeah, they are. You've seen them. You've seen them. There's three bikes. They're all Burgundy. They're Burgundy P200s. And each oh, one of them. Oh, God, those ones. Each one yeah. of these bikes. All three of these bikes. It's like somebody took the Vespa and not the authorized Vespa accessories catalog. The outlaw accessories, Vespa accessories catalog. And said, I'll take that, please. And just handed the catalog right back across the counter. And in one of the bikes, I found a sheet. There was a company in America called DASMI, D-A-S-M-I, that was selling uh, Vespa accessories in the 70s and 80s, early 80s. And I found the fucking order sheet. It was mimeographed. It was like a mimeographed type sheet. And it had all the part numbers for all the accessories. And you could see where the guy was checking them off. So he really was buying all of the accessories for these bikes. Do you remember your dad was into Harleys? Do you remember... The place out of Willoughby East Lake. They're local, relatively yeah. local. Middlefield, maybe. Yeah. Uh, called Cycle Accessories. Cycle Accessories. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Fucking platforms around mm-hmm. the lights. Lights with platforms yep. around the back. And yep. chrome panels everywhere. Chrome panels everywhere and little balls. Little chrome yep. one-inch balls that were nothing more oh, and they made the, than sinkers. And they made the uh, little stanchions yep. with the wire to run yep. around your fenders and your right. tanks and your... Yeah. You could have <laughs> platforms, like it was like building soffits. You were building soffit upon soffit upon soffit around your motorcycle, and they were just rows of balls. Half-inch balls, one-inch balls, and the big fuck-off two-inch balls. And the two-inch balls had like quarter-inch wire, quarter-inch steel wire going from ball to ball, mm-hmm. and they went the whole way around. And like that was the idea, was the most chrome surface area you could get on the motorcycle <laughs> and there's no more surface area in the world than a sphere and when you got a sphere you have the ultimate amount of chrome surface area it will reflect light in any direction and when you've got 400 chrome spheres on your harley you're living large of course now your bike weighs 1900 pounds but hey what's the fuck it's Man. a harley it's an fla and then, they, and then somebody got the bright idea to start putting lights on yes yeah. but, but nothing beats forgetting that the yeah. son bitch has a 12 amp charging right yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. but nothing beats isaac hayes car in escape from new york oh yeah that's a and the that's, chandeliers yeah the chandeliers yeah yeah and that's <laughs> and that's right that chandeliers on the front fenders yeah my son wants a crystal disco ball on the back of his car. I used to have one. Yeah. I used to have a disco ball in one of my cars with a little light that shined on it. And it never put the, the, the circles where you wanted them because, you know, you didn't get good lighting out of it because it the wasn't Duke mounted. The Duke of New York. Yeah, the yeah. Duke. The Duke of New York. I'm going to... So that's the that's our job. Our mission is to find the most ludicrous, undrivable. Now... I don't know what happened. This is actually a really easy job. So we had this term. Yeah, it is. No, it's going to get to the point where there's going to be too many options. We've heard of the term metrosexual. And one of us tonight coined the term, which I like better. Yeah, yeah, and the term, what are we doing? Oh, yeah, that's that picture's been around. That, that is the example of cycle accessories gone run amok. That, there's a Harley under there, I assume. And... So, we all know metrosexuals. It's now motorsexuals. 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 And that's where hipster and motorcycle have met each other. They they decided they were a good match. They were peanut butter and chocolate. They've fallen in love. They've fallen in love, and they've created a whole new thing. 
So this year Fuck at those the cunts. this year at the motorcycle show, <laughs> Flo from Progressive. Progressive is not just going to have their slot car track, their elaborate train layout, or whatever the fuck they use to try to sell people insurance. They're going to have a grooming salon. Seriously? Yeah. What? And what are they calling it? They're calling it Flo's Barbershop or Flo's Shave or Flo's whatever. And so they're going to have artisanal straight razor, straight razor shaves, shoe shines, uh, beard oiling and uh, hair quaff curing and manicuring and all this bullshit. And uh, I'm it's going to be shaving right now. Come on, fuck. Well, you can go and get that shit tightened right up. Go in there. And th- you know what? If you're getting a shave, <laughs> if you're going to go in and get your fucking straight razor shave, right, <laughs> mm-hmm. from some like Portlandia dude in a leather vest, right, Stop shaving or, now, right, with a strap and like the whole deal. You're going to go in there and get tightened up. At least you're getting your goddamn time in the chair's worth. Because when I go in there, or Steve goes in there, or God forbid you go in there, Johnny Chrome, they're only going to be able to shave like two square surface inches. Right? Take a little off the top. But you go in there, they're gonna, you're going to get the whole mm. treatment. And you'll probably be, you know, hacked up and bleed for days. And a razor, a has, not, I, razor, a razor has not touched my face for 20 years. Yeah. I use those, a pair, when it gets too annoying, I use a pair of shears. Oh, yeah? And just cut it down. Yeah. As low as the shoes go. That's stripped and... They <laughs> <laughs> wax it. They wax it. What's that, that hair, like electronic hair thing? Electrolysis. Yeah. The, uh, so, yeah. So, this year at the motorcycle show, there's going to be a men's grooming, I don't know, a salon, for lack of a better term, because oh, fuck it, that's boy. what it is. It's a fucking Lame. salon. So, yeah. and then I heard about a motorcycle shop here in Cleveland, supposedly, that at the motorcycle shop has men's grooming products. Yeah. Come on, man. If you don't smell like three-year-old gasoline. I mean, okay. Let's make a cologne like that. Yeah, and if, if I, I just feel like if you have that kind of time left over to be like focusing on beard oil and, you know. What is fucking, beard oil? I don't it's what I it's get what's it's what I guess I get when I squeeze my beard out. I don't know, man. The, uh, you know, um, it's no product that's ever touched my face. I'll guarantee you that. But the I've had like pizza, grease right? I've definitely had some, yeah. I've definitely had a pizza grease treatment or two. The uh, no doubt about that. I've had some like good Mac brat- pizza grease treatment too. Yeah. But like, he's being like first. Where's he at? He's inside trying to not depreciate the value of your home. <laughs> He's desperately <laughs> trying to hold it together. Yeah, he's in there Good losing weight. Job. He's lo- losing weight at the moment. Oh, here he comes. Here, yeah. he, comes. here he comes. Yeah. We'll here see. Here he comes. Oh, well, there you go. He's holding a glass of water. That's a good sign. Yes, <laughs> to reload. Oh man. Yeah. You gonna move on to hard liquor? It's official. Ginger ale. Ginger ale is good for what ails you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Have you reached yeah. the point where you know you're empty? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's, this is what I don't get. My, we went on vacation with our neighbors. Yeah, and the one kid, I, I, the kid's like my son. Okay, but he has a suitcase of his clothes. Yeah, and he has a suitcase of grooming <clears throat> products. I mean, yeah. really, a suitcase full of grooming products. Right. What's her name? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't. I don't. I just don't get that. I mean, when we grew up, we had a bar of dial soap. The yellow, official yellow bar. Official yellow bar of dial soap. soap. My parents didn't even buy us shampoo. We had to wash our hair with 
soap. Soap, yeah. I mean, we had the, kind of the same deal, and we had a bar. Of, we had a bar of dial soap, and we had a bar of lava. I'm going to California to see Kevin a little bit, and I'm yeah. thinking if I take a toothbrush and toothpaste in one pocket of my jacket, right, and maybe like some deodorant, yeah, I'm good, yeah. <laughs> Man, I don't even. I mean, I don't. I don't use deodorant, but like you know, that's just. Just yeah. wash that shit going through the TSA. I never use deodorant. I don't even have it at the house. Yeah. I don't put it yeah. on my armpits. Well, you don't I put stink. it on my shirt. Well, yeah, it's aluminum. <laughs> I always want to introduce aluminum into your. Why would I want to? Why would I want to clog the pores of my underarms with any substance whatsoever when their job is, in fact, to? Well, um, I don't ever sweat. use yeah. antiperspirant, but I'll use like. Yeah, it's. I just. Well, I just wonder about pheromones. You know, don't think, mine don't work. No, I'm just saying, don't you think that people... Pheromones. Every time I yeah. hear that word, I think of the movie Shrek. Yeah. <laughs> you talk about Shrek, you can't just smell, wake up and smell the pheromones. <laughs> yeah, I don't... Uh, oh, man. But that's the whole thing. It's like, so at the, progr- at the motorcycle show, there's going to be a grooming oh. booth. There's going to be a manscaping palace of manly... No, it's not manliness at all. It's the opposite of manliness. And, like, that's the thing is, like, if you want to give this lifestyle thing where you're wearing a black... He's on the run. If you're wearing a black leather apron... Oh, is that a trash can? I think there was a trash can where he wasn't expecting it to be. So John McElfresh just left here at about, well, the maximum speed a McElfresh can travel. He's out there talking to Earl, calling for Earl in the sideline. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just like, okay, so... If you have like this lifestyle thing where you want to look like a biker, but you got a manicure, uh, right? I mean, come on, man! Like the 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 trends or the styles having this like beautiful spa or freaking salon type thing going on at the motorcycle. But I guess that's where it is now. I guess that's yeah. the deal. At this time of the year, after working on. So many motorcycles. Yeah. The only thing I use is that teeth stuff on, on your thumbs. Oh, really? Because they crack at the ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From washing your hands. And, yeah. I mean, really, your hands are dyed black after a while. So yeah. what are you going to do? Yeah. There's just so many things. Apparently, well, you're going to go to the motorcycle show and go to the day spa. Oh, I'm yeah. going to get a Manny Petty at the know, day spa. That's a fucking motorcycle show. I'm going to get up there. I'm going to take off my goddamn Danners. My feet are going to smell like the inside of Danners. And I'm going to get a goddamn... Pedicure apparently at the motorcycle show from well, Flow. I, I uh, give no. tours at the plants. Yeah. And the, well, I mean, I because have people want to see how that works. Well, I don't know. They, <laughs> you know. Elementary school kids come through there. Where does my poop go? <laughs> the kids like it. I'm sure funny. they do. It's hilarious. Steve is the, but I see Steve a trend, is next which is really horrible. In the teaching chain you know after the book. You see, everybody I see a, poops. a really bad trend. Yeah. With little boys are walking with their shirts up and crying about how it smells, and the girls are ten times tougher than oh, the boys. Well, yeah, yeah it's <coughs> which yeah. which leads into this going to salons and all right. this other yeah. stuff. I mean, what do you what do you need that for? Mm. I mean, it's there's. I mean, I try to look halfway decent when I go out with my wife on Saturday night. Yeah, she doesn't want to go out. With, she always says I look like I'm homeless. <laughs> well, you're saying that too? Yeah. <laughs> no, I just really, really like the grunge era and I'm keeping that shit alive. <laughs> yeah. John might die. Oh. 
We're going to have to take oh, John to the ER. John. Oh, we're going to have to jump over that big pile of puke. You are not door. even human. You're not even human colored anymore. You have no color in your face whatsoever. You look like you should be laying on a slab in the morgue. Yeah. You're almost transparent. Yeah. Yeah. You might have the rage virus. It's World War Z right up in this house. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's the turn. That's what happens. Right? He's like, I don't feel so good. And then he's biting you in the neck. God damn it, man. Do you feel better at all? Are you getting any relief? I think you... I mean, that's the trick. Is did you, you get bit get... by a monkey at work today? I did drink out of the one fountain on the one floor. It tasted like shit water. I was like, what the fuck? Nah. Guess what? I'm like, is it was used in like a year or something like that? Or I'm like, Ugh. I think we may have found the source of the virus. I don't know, but Danny came back. He just came back. The one maintenance guy was puking, and he was off work. Did he eat at Chipotle? Like, what kills me though is I went through this already once this year. I'm so, like, you would have thought, like, you'd built up an immunity? Yeah. No. There's so much shit going on where I work. There's too right. many people. There's too many people sharing the same space. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's why I like our shop. We get one We get one little problem, we pass right, around to like four people, and you're all done. Yeah. The good news yeah. is we're supposed to be going on a biggest loser thing on. Tuesday, so I'll already be down. So. Oh, you'll be down, all right. You'll that be down. My, that was my time. Yeah, plan. that was jump, exactly it. Jump start. Here it is. Uh, you know, we're gonna weigh in for the biggest loser. I'm just gonna go have a video video lunch here. They want you to drink more water, so just drink it out of the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> my God, man. Uh, mm-hmm. My God. All right. Well, so on that, we're gonna next time we check in, we might be uh, we might get one more podcast in before the motorcycle show, but the. Uh, that's the thing. We're going to try to make sure that John doesn't die between now and the next podcast. That that would be a major plus for us. I think us. I saw my spleen coming out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We feel bad for you. We're teasing you, but we do feel bad for you. It's it's pretty horrible. Anybody else got any news for the podcast? Anybody heard anything else that's important that they should be uh, crazy uh, about? Rest in peace, EBR. Yeah, EBR died again. So the guy that Again. came the guy that came in and was supposed to rescue EBR by buying everything at fire sale prices, the guy from Jersey went in there and said, No, I'm gonna manage this company and we're gonna put Eric back in charge and we're gonna keep building motorcycles. No. Well apparently that was lip service we're until the point of the, we're he's scrapping the place. Everything's getting scrapped out, everything's getting liquidated. That guy that was that guy that bought it was a liquidator and that's what he's doing. He's liquidating it. So any hopes we had of EBR coming back is well, that's that's gone, man. You know what they say, fool me four times. Uh, yeah. yeah, this is not the time to be going out and buying a I really a thought mule. Polaris was going to come in. And you thought Polaris was going to do that? Yeah. I, I, was just, I just thought they'd do it as a slap to Harley. Oh, but, I could see uh, that. I, I could mean, absolutely see that. Sure. Get that technology. Right, get the technology. I think Polaris is like, so far beyond any of that, though. Well, true. They're, I mean, they're not vindictive. They don't need to be vindictive because their market share is going up. What's their I mean, new Polaris so. bike they have that's making all the horsepowers? Uh, Jesus, I can't think of the name of it right now. But it's in the the normal pair, the normal Polaris lineup. It's got that 103 motor they put in everything. But it's a stripped down lightweight bike, and uh, it's kind of Jeez, a, kind of a bruiser. And you know, Polaris is putting a lot of money and effort into going head to head with Harley Davidson. They really, really are. And that's, and you know, Polaris on their end, Victory Indian, Victory, Victory Indian uh, on their end. There's so much right now in that market that Harley's really going to have to step their game up behind, beyond dog collars and t-shirts 
they can't stain themselves on just that. Lifestyle. They, they used to call lifestyle same business. Like that that new place on 150th. It's just every time Smitty's I ride over, by, yeah. yeah. But every time I ride by there, I'm Two thinking cars in the parking lot. Well, yeah, but <laughs> but it's huge. It's massive. It's huge. It's such an outlay of money. It's how many bikes do you have to sell a month just to make it profitable? Well, and the they, trick is, yeah, they or they they ordered. Yeah, they hired at least two guys that. I don't know. I should shut up so I don't get in trouble. It's okay. It, the point I mean, being that they're not focusing on... They're focusing on a market strategy or, or a business model that that brotherhood mentality, that lifestyle accessories mentality is only going to sell for so long. And at some point, it's going to pass them by. It's going to walk... They're going to walk away from it. And it's no longer cool to be like, check it out. I got a Harley Davidson telephone. Brum, brum, brum. You know, like, <laughs> that's not cool anymore. You know? And... To me, the guy that pulls up... Was that cool ever? Yeah, to a lot of people, they had their whole house done in Harley-Davidson memorabilia and Harley-Davidson shit. I've gone into people's... Davidson is like the Browns, though. It It is. It does not matter. A hundred years from now, there will still be tons of people walking around with Browns jackets. Right. Yeah, it's branding. In a hundred years from now, there will still be people walking around with Harley jackets. Yeah. To me, it just feels like lowest common denominator. It just feels like if I want to show the world... That I've got no individualism whatsoever. If I want to show the world I've got no personal style or values or anything, I'm just wanna I just wanna follow the easiest trend there is to follow. Don't let me pick my clothing. Let me go in there and pick it out. If it's got the Harley logo on it, it must be okay. So I'm gonna go in there and buy my boots there, I'm gonna buy my belt there, I'm gonna buy my drawers there. You know, I'm gonna buy everything there, and that's gonna keep the company alive. But <laughs> they have manscaping. I don't know well. that's going to be. Well, I mean, it's I don't know. Well, it's got to be. It's got to be part of the game because that's the number one selling bike in America. And if that's the number one selling bike in America, and if that's where Progressive is, I mean, Progressive is the sponsor behind this motorcycle show. Then they got to be saying that's what today's biker wants. Well, if today's biker wants that, then I am not a good representation of today's biker. <laughs> you know, I failed in that regard. <laughs> I did not subscribe to that ethos so you know if we're gonna have to be that you know if we're gonna be the conscientious objectors of the motorcycle world and we're not gonna play by those things and we're not gonna wear all their branded merchandise fuck it man you know i don't even know if i have i I don't think i have any branded merchandise at all no i mean i've the only branded merchant here is wearing a nike jacket i mean i'm saying i got it for 25 cents at a garage sale right yeah, if I own branded merchandise, it probably came from a thrift store. So yeah. I'm not helping anybody any anyway. Yeah. I mean, motorcycle like branded, motorcycle wise, yeah. I should say, yeah. motorcycle wise, I don't yeah. have some uh... enthusiasm. Right. Exactly. When you when you start getting into stuff and you start saying like, if I'm going to have branded shit, it's going to be my brand. That's the point. If I'm going to be branded, if I'm going to brand anything, it's going to be my brand because that's what I actually care about. You know, that's, that's what, what I, said I love that sound. I'm never going to get it. If I ever get a tattoo, I'm going to have to learn how to give it to myself. So that gel has a tattoo that I'm going to do myself. Right. Right. I'm going to do my... Right. I totally... I completely get that. Like, mm-hmm. all of my branded merchandise is my brand. Like, anything that I'm wearing, that's my brand. That's something that I built. That's something that I put together. That's where my friends are. <laughs> that's what we do together. That's the kind of shit I like. But I'm not going to come in and be like, check it out. I got this Harley Davidson jacket. Isn't it badass? No, it's like a fucking billboard, man. You just bought, you just literally presented yourself as the advertising device. Well, maybe they should give you like five cents, like like in uh, Idiocracy. Right. 
Right. Brought yeah. to you by Harley Davidson. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, a little book of Why do you keep saying brought to you by Harley Davidson? Because they pay me every time. Because they, they pay me every time, time I say it. Right. That's, a, that's exactly right. And I don't, you know, I don't, if unless I'm being paid to wear it, you know, my brother buys tons of Nike shit. Well, you know, you're paying a lot of money to be their spokesman. Well, shit, man. How about flipping it around? You know, how about them giving you some kind of a promotional fee for promoting their product? Well, like NASCAR, yeah. they have their, their stickers all over their cars, yeah. they have their names all over their cars, but yeah. they're paid by that company well, of course to put they, that sticker on that right. car. But then their fans go out and buy that Tide jacket that's 47 colors and has 9,000 sponsor stickers on it, so it looks like a pit cruise jacket. And they pay four hundred dollars for that fucking jacket, so, so they can they get their money pretend, back very easily. yeah, so they can pretend to be a NASCAR team member, whatever. And it's like, you know, I could understand Willie G wearing all that shit. <laughs> you know, makes Re- sense for him. Yeah, reminding you to buy his product. That's exactly it. I wonder what would it be. Though. What if they sold a whole line of leather jackets that were just leather jackets? Right. Maybe it said Harley Davidson on the tag. On the inside of the tag, because they nowhere, built them. Nowhere right. on the outside yeah. would it say Harley right. Davidson. Right. A jacket that was a damn fine jacket but wasn't it. a marketing tool. No, they wouldn't do it because their brand is their lifestyle. Because Made in China's yeah. on that tag inside. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, don't have a picture of your uh, don't have a picture of your uh, 2014 Street Glide on the back of the jacket. Have a picture of the Chinese kid that made the jacket on the back of the jacket. <laughs> you know, that's who you're really supporting. I mean, that's that's the deal. You know, have a picture of like that guy who runs that marketing department or that guy that works for that company who has all the money in the world, and be like, this is who I'm supporting. Like, this is the guy I believe in. And be like, you know, I believe in this company so much that I want this guy to have a whole bunch of money. And maybe people fall into that, you know. Maybe there's something about if you put that kind of coloring on it, you're like, hey, dude, did you see my new Donald Trump jacket? You know, I don't know. That, that's, that's what it comes down to. I think, I think there's a billionaire out there that needs more billions. So I'm going to go ahead and give him that. But I don't do that with sports stuff either. Like, I don't wear LeBron James shit. I don't wear, you know... Air Jordan has got every single uh, Jordan shoe ever made, yeah. and he's yeah. never worn them. The sneakerhead thing is out of control. That's, the sneakerhead thing is collection. Yeah. yeah, I mean, no, I'm not, but you know, but I yeah. actually understand that. I understand that because I like to do that with bikes, and he's into those shoes. <laughs> and every so, single one that was yeah. ever made. No, <laughs> but you don't have every single one that was made. But you don't have twenty. But you don't have twenty-four BMWs in your garage right now that are sealed in plastic and never been used. No, that's true. Okay, you're buying but I something. I guess the value of those right. shoes are when they're not exactly they're not used. Right. The fact that they're not used is what gives them all their crazy value. But the point is, you're buying a motorcycle and you're riding the shit out of it. But that's the you value know? to me. Of course right. it is. So I guess to yeah. each his own. And so if these right. guys want to go and gro- be very well groomed and but but right. I mean let's not hide behind motorcycles to be. If you want to go out and do that, right? Then you shouldn't hide behind motorcycles to be. So oh, yeah. that's not the lifestyle of a typical person who actually rides. Because yeah. let's face it, by the time you get home, at the end of the day, 
You look like a raccoon. The people, the people that I, <laughs> right. I do. Your face is black. Yeah. I went to a job interview once. I rode to Painesville for a job interview. Yeah, and I had a Valkyrie Interstate. I drove along. I had my leather jacket on. I had yeah. a white shirt on, yeah. and it just started raining just a little bit. Oh just a hair. no! So I had my sunglasses on and my helmet. I got to the job interview. My co- I took my coat off for the interview. Yeah. The top of my collar was black. Black. Yeah. And I took my glasses off, and my face was black. My yeah. eyes were white. <laughs> my face was black, and it was like, I went into that interview, I'm like, I'm so sorry. Right, yeah. But that's yeah. just the way it is. I, I so rode my like, motorcycle here because that's what I do. I ride motorcycles. <laughs> you know, And that's part of my personality, and that's part of what I am. So don't ask me to not do it because that's what you hire me, that's what you're getting. You know, At least you're honest with the guy because... It's worse to be like, oh no, I'm gonna like keep it in a secret, like keep it in the closet, like it's my dark, dirty secret that I ride motorcycles. You know, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. You know, it's it's one of those things that when you do it, you do it enough of it, you you start to you start to look the part. Now, the point that some people are paying a lot of money to pretend to look the part, well, that's different. I think right. I actually got fired for a job for having the wrong vehicle part in the drive. In the, in the, really? Yeah, there were some subtle hits. Yeah. I was driving at the time. My 1987 Jeep Grand Wagoneer, yeah. which had been rusted, but I had fixed it up. It wasn't yeah. the worst looking piece of shit. You right. Know? It wasn't one of my cars. I think yeah. the window might have been taped yeah. up or something. But, <laughs> but it, you know, I was working for this company and like this, the owner and CEO had, you know, was one of these guys who was driving a Mercedes and he yeah. was German. And he always wore a suit and tie. Yeah. And he had the big house down in the Carolinas. Yeah. Uh, you know, you probably might want to park that, you know, like, don't park right in front, park on down there, was that. Right. And then at one point, there was, well, Horst is selling his what his mom's car or whatever. You should go buy it. You should buy that. Yeah, it was because like, we're we're embarrassed. It was like a white La Sabra or something yeah. like that. A little But like the year with the really weird front end on it, like the sort of the... 88 or some like shit. The, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, and I was like, no, I'm good, I'm good. Right, I'm fine, right. You know what, we don't need you anymore. Like a couple of weeks later, oh, you're gone. <laughs> you know... Well, hey, that's fine. So what do they think of 93 Volvo? <laughs> yeah, that's that's that. If you're working somewhere that's going to judge you based on like, oh, I don't know, you're you're hurting the image of our company. I walked out on a Friday, had a new job by Monday. I was right. For a that's exactly it. I mean, I, I wouldn't worry. I mean, to me, I've never, I've ridden all kinds of strange vehicles to all kinds of strange jobs. And I'm sure that there's been plenty of places where I've worked where the owner of the company was like, oh my. Fucking <laughs> what the hell? You know, do you really need to ride an '86 Honda Elite 250 scooter? Do you really need to park that in our parking lot? Does, but it's you, got such a cool flip-up headlight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would, I would just be like, yeah, but I'm coming from the Heights all the way to the west side of Cleveland, and nothing cuts through Cleveland like an '85 or '86 Honda Elite 250 scooter because it can go anywhere, and it is impervious to red lights. You know, yeah, and I enjoyed riding it all the time. I had a great time doing it, and I, the owner of the company, would just be like, "So, uh, do you own a car? Because I, you know, I haven't seen you in a car. I haven't seen you in a car <laughs> yeah, yet." Yeah. I'm like, "Well, when the snow falls, I'll you'll see my car, and you won't like it." <laughs> yeah, what is it? Oh, I don't know. I haven't bought it yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like an '84 Anti Chrysler. <laughs> right. Yeah, because when somebody owns a lot of motorcycles, usually their car, their winter car, they have to have is not awesome. You know? Yeah, it's it's not awesome. All right, so we done? Yeah, we are. All right, good. let's wrap it up. 
So, uh, you guys, thank God for John McElfresh coming back so he can sing us out. <sighs> Dustin tried to say last time we did a podcast, Dustin said, hey, maybe we should have 2016 be the year with no send-off music. What? I, I tried. Because <laughs> it is the most embarrassing part of the um, Today I was listening to the podcast in the shop. It's, it's and the least listened part of the podcast. You know what? When I was in the shop today and I was listening to the podcast to do the show notes and Emmy's working around and I'm listening and I had a customer come in and we, we signed off and we signed off last week under uh, protest. So we signed off real quiet and then it just kind of came in. And I had to turn the speakers down because I was so embarrassed <laughs> for this customer. So on that, remember to ride fast and take chances. We'll keep doing this until we don't care. We will keep doing this until we don't give a shit. Sit in your car like you're crazy. Press the button. Press the goddamn button.